Chapter 23. Knock, knock. Oh, I feel stupid, said Mikey. It was a short while later, and the three angels stood facing each other in a back alley. It had to be said, they did look a little ridiculous. By raiding all the washing lines in the area, they'd managed to acquire an interesting selection of coats and shirts and trousers and hats, etc., and were now wearing them, although not in a particularly coordinated or fashionable order. They looked, well, let's be honest, they looked rather odd. But at least they looked a lot less like three angels, and now rather more like three passable human beings, if rather oddly dressed ones. We're going to get into so much trouble for this when we get back home, muttered Finn. We'll worry about that later, said Gabe. So uh, what now? asked Mikey. He was feeling rather uncomfortable, and not only with the clothing. We split up and find somewhere for Mary and Joseph to stay, said Gabe. Meet back here in half an hour? The others nodded. Let's do it, said Mikey. A few minutes later, Gabe was weaving his way through the teeming throng in the streets of Bethlehem. He spotted an inn and approached the front door. Knock, knock! Yes? came a quavering voice from within. The door half opened and a little old lady peered out through the crack. Oh, er, excuse me, said Gabe, bending down slightly. She was very small. I was wondering if you could help me. I'm looking for a room for the night. Eh? A, a room for the night, he repeated slightly louder. A room for a kite? Asked the little old lady, who was clearly not only very small and very old, but also rather hard of hearing. Gabe was confused. Uh, no, not, not kite, he said. Night! Hey, Night! Night! Oh, said the old lady with a smile. Night, night to you too. She gave him a cheerful wave and began to close the door. Wait, 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 said Gabe desperately. She paused. He took a deep breath. I need a room, he said, enunciating each word as clearly and carefully as he possibly could. Oh, her face lit up. Why didn't you say so? Just a minute. She ducked inside. Gabe breathed a sigh of relief. He began to feel hopeful. Until she returned, holding a broom. You know, the sort of thing you use for brushing the floor. Or maybe you don't. Anyway, Gabe stared. Not broom? He said through gritted teeth, Room! Room! Somewhere to stay! Ah, oh, I see, she said, realisation at last dawning on her face. Sorry, we're full. She closed the door. Gabe plodded on. Perhaps this wasn't going to be as straightforward as he'd thought. As he headed off in search of the next inn, a drop of rain fell from the sky.
Knock, knock! He rapped at the door of another dingy-looking inn a little further down the road. No! yelled an angry voice. Gabe looked around, and then he looked up and saw that the angry voice belonged to an angry face which was peering down at him from an upstairs window. Uh, I haven't asked you anything yet, he said. Well, what do you want? snapped the angry face. A room for the night? asked Gabe, hopefully. No chance! We're full! And the way things are going, we're going to be full for the rest of the year! So clear off! The angry face disappeared inside and the window slammed shut. With a sigh, Gabe turned and headed on down the road. Knock, knock! Another street, another door. This one belonged to a tiny bed and breakfast tucked around a corner just off the main road. A hatch in the door slid back and a tired-looking face appeared. Yes, asked a tired-sounding voice, which belonged to the tired-looking face. I don't suppose you... I don't suppose you have any rooms, asked Gabe, although not in a particularly hopeful way, as this was now the umpteenth time he'd asked the same question that night. Uh, yes, said the voice. Uh, of course we do. Gabe's heart leapt. But I'm afraid they're all full, added the voice. Try again next year. Gabe's heart sank. He turned and trudged off once more into the night. It began to rain properly. Everywhere Gabe went, it was the same story. Grumpy faces, tired voices, slammed doors and no room anywhere. Not a bed, not a sofa, not even a comfy chair. It seemed that every single inn, every guesthouse, every hotel in Bethlehem was full that night. Gabe was now desperate. Surely this wasn't how things were meant to go. This was the event, God's great big plan from beyond the dawn of time. Surely his son couldn't be born out on the streets? Well, he asked a short while later. He, Mikey and Finn were huddled back on the rooftop. Nobody said anything in response, but he could tell from their faces that none of them had managed to find anywhere to stay. That was it. They tried and they'd failed. And now the greatest moment in history was about to be... Well, a bit of a disaster, to be honest. The rain, which had previously been a light drizzle, chose that moment to become a full-blown downpour. Down in the street below, Mary sheltered in a doorway, trying to keep out of the now torrential rain. The donkey nuzzled into her, doing his best to protect her from the worst of the weather. From the other end of the street, Joseph ran towards him, splashing his way through the puddles. There's a stable, he gasped, as he arrived next to her, panting and slightly out of breath. A stable, said Mary, round the back of one of the inns. The innkeeper said he didn't mind us using it. As long as it's dry, I'll go anywhere, said Mary. And with that, Joseph helped her to her feet, and they headed off down the street. A stable, 
said Mikey. Finn opened her mouth and then closed it and then opened it again. I suppose it's better than nothing, she said, at last sounding extremely uncertain about it. Mikey shook his head. How are we going to tell everyone? asked Gabe. Don't worry, they'll know for themselves soon enough, snorted Mikey. In a minute, half of heaven is going to be turning up for the celebrations. Celebrations, said Gabe. This is still one of the most important moments in history, said Finn. One of the most embarrassing ones, muttered Mikey. Admittedly, things haven't gone entirely to plan, Finn snapped back. However, this is still the start of God's great plan, and we should, we should, um, make the best of it. The rain poured. Right then, said Mikey. I'd better go on guard duty. He disappeared off into the evening's gloom. Finn turned to Gabe. And uh, I'd better go and liaise with the celebration committee. She gave him a weak smile, and she too headed off into the night. Gabe was left alone. Or was he? Nearby, a pair of eyes gleamed out of the darkness. For a moment, there was just a hint of a smile, and then darkness fell again. Thank you.